I mean, she looked kind of familiar. It must suck watching The Mandalorian as a me, fucking layman. <laughs> I would say the majority of the audience are me. You know, so in what, a lot of ways. I you think. watching The Mandalorian must be so much like real life for you because you don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. In both cases. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And fuck, it has been a long time Too long. since me and Jay recorded. So the reason for the hiatus was like I was I was at my parents. It was not great internet. Me and Jay were were struggling to uh, to record. Uh, we did manage to record an episode, and then I moved into this house. Mm. Uh, well, I'm, I'm now in the new house, and. I just had no time. I was, I was repairing shit. I was setting things well, up. Anybody just, who's moved, especially into a, a big house, um, there's just no. There's time. a lot of settling in. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of time issues and 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 stuff like that, and and work and kids and family and decorating and fucking electronic shit and, and power outages and power outages Jesus. yeah I mean, I, all kinds of stuff like, like we moved we didn't have any major problems moving in we did have a few clogged drain the former owner was a plumber so put that in an Alanis Morissette song and isn't it ironic don't you think and <laughs> Um, and, and then we also had just, just some minor things that had to be done. I had to repair the fence. I had five rooms to to fix because, like, the dude who lived here before me, he just drilled shit into sheetrock. He didn't, like, find a stud or anything. Yeah. So when he pulled shelves off the wall, he literally ripped shelves down and left gaping holes in walls everywhere. So I had to go around. My dad had to spackle. You know, I spackled. You would think a plumber would be a little bit more savvy on that kind of shit. Union plumber, though. <laughs> union plumber. He doesn't have to be good. The union protects him. Ah. <laughs> No said. Uh, but no, so so it, it was just like a lot of work, and then I, you know, we ended up painting like four or five rooms, and then moving furniture around, just getting settled in and stuff, and a lot of procrastination on my part getting the show started. We probably could have no, started a week th- or two I, ago. I, I don't think so, but again, it, it's just this time. I was enjoying of the world. I was enjoying my time, and off. so was I. Yeah. But guess what? Mine is coming up soon too. Now, no. you are moving thing. soon. Yeah, I am moving soon as well, guys. I'm moving in like five or six weeks, and then, um, but you know, it'll be a, an optional. Uh, record, recording studio, which probably will never happen. But you know, if Dave ever gets in a fight with Lauren, yeah, she, he can always come over and crash on the couch now. <laughs> so, so now that you're here, you're in, you're in the quote unquote new studio. Yes. Well, like, what, what do you think? Well, the studio itself is awesome. Yeah. I, I don't the like, I don't like my uh, my seating <laughs> position now. I, I like the old one. I, I could actually lean back a little bit more, and 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 it was a little bit more comfortable. Now we're like, you know, we're we're, we're attached to the hip right here. Too bad, perform, monkey. But I love the computer situation because we see the big Super Movie Bros logo. Yep. Um, inspiration, looking right at it, surrounded by movie and comic book toys of <laughs> toys and. It's just a lot of fun. It's very inspirational. It's a lot of, um, you know, visual enthralling items in here. And keeping in true Super Movie Brother excited. fashion, yes, there is no air conditioning in this room. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> we spent all this time like getting central air. I'm in actually the other house kind and- of like 
I'm kind of happy about it. And now, and now where we're recording <laughs> is a back office in the house, and this house oh. has central air, but for some reason, because this this room that we're in- That's why these chairs are deteriorating, because of our swamp ass. Because of our swamp ass, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, just it's, like the, it's, it's like the blood from a xenomorph yes. just yes. <laughs> dripping down. Uh, but so it, this is an addition to the house, so the central air was put in before this addition, so there's no vents here. <laughs> So, but there is a door. But there is a door leading to the outside. So, so yeah, you know, we can always we can open always up the door. Always open up. We'll always open up that door to the hot, the hot outside air <laughs> to come in. <laughs> but you know, it's like it's good to be back. I mean, when I think about the things we missed talking about, it wasn't a lot. You know, no, I think it's mainly just doing it. I think I, you know, you know, we love talking about movies and reviews and what we've been watching and 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 you know all this new news stuff and all you know top fives and all that kind of fun shit yeah. trailers. But I haven't been watching anything. I mean, I've been watching well, shows. I haven't been watching a lot of and movies. I, and I and I kind of have. And I and you know, but at the same time, I, I'm I'm like, wow, I'm I'm getting back cataloged here with a shitload long list that I can't really get into in one episode. So I'm gonna have to sprinkle it in over multiple episodes going forward. I've read through your list. You have a handful of yeah, fun well, things to talk you know, about. Not all. But again, I can just at least I can just rattle through them rather quickly. But again, like I was getting back to, more than anything, I'm just excited and happy to be doing it again, recording with you, doing it for the in fans, person. doing it for us. You know, in person, it's just yeah. it feels like a very long time. Yeah, it's and been a while since exciting. we've been in person because we recorded for about six weeks, and apart. it was rough. And you know, I was telling. Um, you know, our, our, our dear friend uh, and fan, Thomas Iannucci, initially the first month was kind of exciting. It was a little different. Follow him on social media. I'll put I'll put a link in the description because you can uh, follow to his Kickstarter and uh, support his Kickstarter. Get a copy of his new album. Oh, yes. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, and then quickly, very quickly, it became very uninspired because, you know, we don't have each other to feed off of or pick each other up. Because, you know, from time to time, one day, I'm just not in the mood, or I have no energy, and or vice versa. I put and on some LBs hard. in quarantine. You're not picking me up. It's just, <laughs> it's just not happening. It's just not happening. It's hard, man. It's hard. So, like, you know, doing it in person, it's easier to vibe off of somebody and just kind of push each other through and try to make the best sure. episode possible. Well, without any delay, Jay, let's get into this week's news. All right, so we may we may have missed a key news story here or there in the weeks that we've been off, but sure, I'm trying to to, to keep as current as possible. So let's just get started with with some sad, some some sad news. We've had some celebrity deaths. Uh, most recently, uh, Pat Patterson, uh, you know, wrestling legend Pat Patterson uh, has passed away, uh, which you know is 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 kind of sad. Uh, you know, in a way, obviously, you know, he's he's had a very storied career, um, but unfortunately, he did pass away at the age of 79. So he lasted longer than the majority of people in his profession. Yeah. Uh, and and he certainly leaves behind an absolutely massive legacy. Uh, and, you know, on top of it, first openly gay wrestler. Um, so, you know. And worked in you know behind the scenes as an executive oh, within uh, the organization time. for a very long, long time, time, which is long great. Time. So you know he was a a good guy and a well beloved guy within the community. All right, another celebrity death, Jay. 
Hugh Keys Byrne. Do you know who that is? Mm. He played Toehead and Immortan Joe in the Mad Max series. So Toehead in the original Mad Max and then Immortan Joe in Fury Road. Uh, he has just passed away at the age of 73. Um, not known for a whole lot. Those are his his obviously two biggest roles. But still, it's it's a presence that'll be missed because I'm sure there was something you know worked out for him in the upcoming Mad Max uh, spinoffs. Yeah. And finally, David Prowse has passed away at the age of 85. David Prowse is most known as Darth Vader. He wasn't the voice, and he wasn't the crusty old white dude that that showed his face at the end of Return of the Jedi. That was Sebastian Shaw. Mm-hmm. No, he was just the bodybuilder, the physical presence of Darth Vader, and he leaves behind, a, you know, a, a pretty big legacy and a very interesting like story too, because. You know, he originally took the job to to be Darth Vader, and he thought it was him. He was doing all the lines on set, right? And he was shocked when he saw the film and he heard James Earl Jones' voice and not I, his own. Um, yeah, he's also had some trouble with Lucasfilm because he's had he he had an autobiography, and then he's also caused some issues at at, at some of the celebrations uh, and and at some fan signings and stuff like that. He said some things, but. They were they were all his opinion, and I don't I, I don't they were never too nefarious or anything like that. But still, he got himself banned from from most Star Wars functions. But still, Lucasfilm and and Disney did celebrate him and everything like that. Uh, you know, in in his death and everything, and welcome you know welcome them back in. So, and then Jay, uh, I don't know if you want to count this as a celebrity death, but there there is there is someone who is no more. Ellen Page is no more. <laughs> too soon junior yes elliot is here yeah yeah no i mean i you're to stay i like this you know because it's it's extremely yeah. it's extremely brave for him to come out and and say that he's transgender and no longer ellen page he is now elliot page yeah. and uh, i mean he's changed his entire social media the, the thing that i that i question about this is you know Good for him. I'm happy he's I'm, I'm happy he's living his his best life. And you know he did on on his Twitter say that while he is very excited about this and very happy that that he's finally made this decision and is moving forward with this, he still is is worried about backlash. He is nervous about you know, and, and he also used it as a platform to bring awareness that there is violence out there towards transgender people so yes and i and i agree with all of that that is true that 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 is going you know to be an issue i don't think she's had or he's had um um any kind of backlash no um but i do think that artistically it's going to become tricky i Um, wondered that as well because i was thinking like because he's been cast in 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 umbrella academy now just because he's come out as transgender doesn't mean that there's that there's going to, I mean, there's no elaboration on whether there's a surgery involved, on whether, on whether, you know, which is doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't matter exactly, it's, it's exactly. All private. Right. No, no. What, what what matters is is how they feel and how they want to be and, and and how he wants to be identified. But when it comes to playing the role of a female like he is in Umbrella Academy, when there's a season three looming, you know, h- how does that work? Just just from a production standpoint, it's very easy for him to to you know play a woman i'm not saying a man can't play a woman just look just you know just look at uh wesley like, snipes and and patrick swayze in two right. wong fu thanks sure. for everything julie newmar <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Look, it's it's no different than you know, uh, you know any any other transgender you know person. Exactly. I, I mean, like you know, it's there's it's, an adjustment period for every for for everybody um, else, but. You know, Felicity Huffman played yes. a um, technically was a, playing a, per, a man transgendered into a woman, even though she in real life is a woman. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure this is like about ten years ago that that series that came out. It was like a mini series, Showtime or something, maybe. Um, but I remember it was something kind of weird like that, and it was it was you know it was ahead of its time. Uh, Clearly, <laughs> yes, but you know, but again, like Elliot, he had those issues starting to arise. I think within some of the roles that he was offered, and and also within the community, and I think um, it, it it was tricky. And I think some people, for example, Inception, they didn't know what to make of the character. You know, w- within inception storyline you know was it supposed to be a love interest was it just a regular character that was being i don't think there was like, ever a love what, interest in there at all no so it was just they were our eyes and ears throughout the movie essentially like he juno or oh, i'm sorry <laughs> well ellen he, page he, he was ellen page then so ellen page okay. was essentially uh the exposition person i just feel like the way you're you're talking about this like you're about to step on a pc landmine <laughs> I love watching you struggle. <laughs> I know. I'm not good. I'm in the spotlight. Oh, PC police. <laughs> Come and get them. Social justice. One, two, three. I want to be PC. It's just the way to be for me. And you. Your hateful slurs are through. I call wee wee on you. We'll fight until you're PC black and blue. Next news story. All right, Jay. So Black Panther 2 is on the move. Disney Disney has announced that they are moving forward with it. The script is being rewritten and there is no official word yet on who will be taking up the mantle, but it, it all signs are pointing to Shuri taking up the role as Yeah. They're not replacing but Black Panther. Right. They're they they already said they will not CG Chadwick Boseman into the film. Right. So well, they will have to find some other it, creative. His character way. is not getting replaced by another actor put right. it that way. That that's what they said. I, I'm well, pretty they sure also they said that. but they said they weren't going to CG him into the movie. Well and, that was just another And what I wonder is do they mean like his likeness? Like will will they still show us the Black Panther character at some point? But he won't have the mask off, and it won't be Chadwick Boseman. But but, but what I mean is because they have to pass the torch to something. You can't just start the movie and be like, well, he's dead. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think he kind of has so to. So at some I point, think, but what I mean is like like a no dialogue oh, scene. You mean, okay, you mean just a, okay, of, I got of the Black I got Panther you. character, right. but not with right. the Chadwick Boseman like, right. likeness right. because he's not going to, it, um, it won't remove the mask. That would make more sense. I think so. And I think that's how they're going to have to show yeah. the death. I think I think and, it's respectful as well because so that the sister takes over, right? Because you're you're not showing you're not showing Chadwick, um, but you're you still have your character in there, and then you're dispatching him, hopefully in a meaningful way that will probably make me cry absolute buckets. Yeah. Next news story. RJ, have you heard this? That Disney is laying off thirty two thousand employees in early 2021 no yeah twenty-eight thousand of those workers um work at the parks mm. yeah 
and and then I guess I guess the other the other four thousand are are coming from from other places. D- Disney's a massive corporation. It doesn't mean that that who they're laying off are are that are those individuals that work uh, for the studio system. Because I I honestly with all the projects that are getting greenlit like left and fucking right around uh, Disney, I don't think anyone that's where they're making their money. Yeah. Why would they get rid of those employees? But could you just imagine like right here like this this was announced a couple weeks ago so yeah. so mid november it's mid november and you find out like you work for disney and 32,000 people are losing their job come january 1st and you just look around at all your coworkers and you're it's like is it me is it you who's going down do we have to knife fight in the, do we have to knife fight in front of cinderella's castle maybe i'll, I'll do it yeah i'll do it maybe yeah Maybe I, uh, as long as they film it, <laughs> I'll watch. Uh, Sixty-four thousand employees go in, thirty-two thousand come out. Well, the, the, <laughs> the interesting thing is, like, this is not, you know such a hit because they have such a program where a school program where you get graduated and and you get like bumped into um, these roles and these these jobs and and you can be anything from a character to you know a manager to whatever and i know somebody who's done it and it's you know it's a great career it doesn't get you know you don't get that much money but they really nurture schooling and and really trying to take care of their employees as much as possible um and i i just don't know what the future is of that yeah as well so that's kind of sad now i i couldn't imagine being in that position although i might welcome like if they're like hey you know but that's significant dave that's you're gonna significant be fired number. you're gonna be fired in a couple of weeks i'll be like hey all right but it's pretty radical. I, 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 I guess they just kind of decided the fact that like they can always just restart. You know, once things open up in 2022 or whatever it may be, yeah, um, they'll just rehire another 32,000 people. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually they'll get there. Yeah, no, they will. Next news story. RJ, this is official now. We knew that Johnny Depp was out as... Oh, this one hurts. Grindelwald. Yeah. And it is as a result of... The trial, just like me and you, you know, predicted weeks, weeks ago, months ago, however long it was that you and I were talking about him and the Amber Heard, you know, civil dispute and stuff like that. We said that it's probably going to to cost them some jobs, and it certainly did wind up costing Johnny Depp his job with the Fantastic Beast three production. Yeah, they, you know, they had no other choice. I think. Yeah. Um, and they really, they literally did. They just waited for the outcome of that trial, yeah, and and pulled the trigger. Now, you know, Amber Heard is still potentially on the chopping block as well with oh, yeah. um, Aquaman with too. Aquaman too, yeah. That I mean, they have a hundred. I mean, I'm sorry, one point five million dollar or one point five million petition sign- signatures to get her off of that movie. That's a lot. Yeah, I didn't care much for Aquaman anyway. So, well, I, I know, like, I don't care, and her character. So. She's very replaceable. Um, oh, 100%. And and a lot cheaper to replace as well because <laughs> Johnny still got paid. Right, yeah. yeah cause, so Johnny got paid, yeah. and now it is official. Mads Mikkelsen will be Grindelwald. Yes, and I'm very happy about that because I think that's so a great So am I. As soon cast. as I heard that, I was like, can we just go back in time and just like put him well, in the first two? But but no, but no, 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 no. Well, so that's what's really interesting to me because I'm like, okay, they can easily do this yeah, pretty he, well because- He just changed his face. All, like but that's my point. Points the wand, changes the face. But he can do that. So you can technically on. have a new Grindelwald every fucking movie. Well, we've already had two. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's been only two movies. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you have one per movie, essentially. Right, right, right. We already had Colin Farrell, and then he turned into Johnny Depp. Yeah. And then we had Johnny Depp, and he's going to turn into uh, Mads Mikkelsen. And he'll be like, this is who I've always been. Why not? I mean, it, it, in a way, in a story, it makes sense. It's just, you know, the publicity of it all is a mess. But again, 
the movies still suck. So <laughs> they need to improve on their movies. The first one's okay. I like the second one better than the first one. Oh, I thought the second one was fucking dog shit. Oh, the first one was too boring. I, I could not get into it. Uh, I, 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 I don't one. like Eddie Redemay's character. Oh, I, 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 I do not find him uh, endearing uh, whatsoever. I know me. some people like absolutely Kill love him. Oh, I no. think I think I think he's he's boring. No, oh yeah. Uh, and oh, uh, I, I, I like Dan Dan Fogel. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, that, that's Fog- the first. Fogel is the best. He's part. the person. Yeah, uh, he's the person I like in it. Absolutely. <laughs> Next news story. All right, Jay, there is a new Predator movie in the works, and the director of it, Dan Trachtenberg, is fucking pissed that we know that, because it has leaked this information. He's been working on the script apparently for four years, which means while the other Predator movie was- Why does he care? While she, well, <laughs> that's, my, that's my question. Right he now. wanted to surprise people with it. You know, especially now you're at, a nobody. Right? What the fuck are you talking? He was the director of Ten Cloverfield Lane. You know, he's 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 done yeah, some right. things. I do. I I like that movie. But yeah. He's still like what the fuck? He's still a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't have that much clout. I mean, he is a director on The Boys for Christ's sakes, and that is, you know, obviously one of the most beloved shows on on TV right now. He's also Very directed true. some some Black Mirror episodes. Give the man his due. Well, it depends on which episode. <laughs> of Black Mirror, for yeah. sure. Of Black Mirror, for sure. Uh, but, the, uh, you know, I'm excited by the fact that there is a new Predator movie coming. Because, like, I like... I am. I, mean, I, I think I think he will do it justice. I've only ever liked well. one Predator movie. And then we've had a whole slew of them. You know, Predator 2. Uh, alien versus predator alien versus predator requiem predators that one was okay that's the one with robert rodriguez was the producer and adrian brody and stuff like that that one was okay yeah you know it was better than than all the other ones the aesthetic was good right and then and then we get and then we get you know shane black's the predator and it was fucking shit but so i see why dan trachtenberg is is kind of like he doesn't want this announced because he just kind of wanted to drop it and just be like there it is Yeah, yeah there it is you know, because now, now when people potentially along with the casting at the same time, like a big splash, exactly. Like, oh, so and so is going to be in this movie. We got Arnold. I'm writing. I'm directing. <laughs> we got Ar- we got Arnold and Danny Glover. Do we want that though? And and, and I don't think I do. And age is the predator. <laughs> yeah, that's more fitting. Is Danny, did Danny Glover die? I keep like Jesus Christ. I no. don't think he did. No, not no. yet. No, not yet. Oh yeah. Okay. I would have remembered that. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, because yeah, we still got to squeeze one more lethal weapon out of that motherfucker. He's not allowed to go anywhere yet. He better stare, stick around for that. Next news story. All right, Jay, no longer a rumor. Haley Steinfeld is confirmed as playing Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye Disney Plus series, which is currently filming. Love it. Do you? Because this was the I big do. rumor. I know that this is what fans were, you know, were, you know pushing for and yeah. it, it was it was an early rumor back when when the when the hawkeye series was announced uh, because of the pandemic most news on the hawkeye series just kind of like went down uh the hill because so much of of disney plus has become about what what they're doing with star wars and stuff like that and all the uh, mcu has had a massive delay we should be on our 
third MCU movie of 2020 by this point, and instead they're all been pushed to 2021. Um, and same with the television series. We should have already gotten one of those two series, and now we're not going to get uh, WandaVision until after The Mandalorian, so probably late 2020. January? No, yeah, I think mid-January, it's mid-January. I think, I think it was mid-January. So, so anyway, it, sometime after the Mandalorian in late 2020, early 2021, you know, so so a lot of this went, went, went by the wayside and stuff, but I'm not that excited for Haley Steinfeld because I think about the roles that she's done and she plays awkward geek really fucking well, but that's not who Kate Bishop is. Kate Bishop is, she's a rich girl. She's a very confident, you know, female character. She's 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 a very in, in some ways she is better than Clint Barton is himself at being a superhero because of that level of confidence. Yeah. You know, Have you seen True Grit? That I mean, she was fucking 12. All right, well, but first of all, just fucking 12. Okay, first of all, <laughs> all right, I understand the quirky things like, you know, with like Edge of 17 or whatever the fuck that movie was or and, something. And Bumblebee. Uh, and, Bumblebee. You know, the thing is she can do that well. You're right. But she has that natural look where she can shift and play a different role yeah, like but, a very strong-headed, wealthy but girl. But a lot of the times, Disney's very good at, at, at casting people to do the thing that they fucking do. I understand that. I and, understand I, that. and it makes me worried that Disney is now going to be changing this character to make her like this, oh, gee, shucks, oh, hell type character where she's- I don't think they would do that because the fans would just destroy. Because she, she is a much beloved character in, in, right. the, in, 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 the, in the Marvel comics. You know, I mean, it's taken a long time to go from Hawkeye the Young Avenger to her co-starring in her own Hawkeye series along with Clint Barton. Because he's accepted her as a second Hawkeye, not just as well, a this, sidekick. Or these are, this was the one series that I was really excited about because I thought it was going to have an incredible potential of emotion and story arc and, and really places to go that was much more down the earth. But at the same time, it could go the whole CW route. You yeah. know, I don't want him to, I don't want it to get too light and corny and silly. Oh, gee, Hawkeye, what do you think we should do? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know... But again, I, I, I'm staying optimistic because I think, you know, I think they have a pretty good grasp and understanding of what Hawkeye's character is. And- Holy empty quiver, Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> Next news story. All right, Jay, this is a final news story, uh, and this one is all just fucking rumor. All right, so we know that like the 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 fan the fan rumor mill for Star Wars just never fucking stops churning. It's 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 always churning. We we know, you know, that there are all these series that are still rumored out there that Disney is working on, but none of them have really been confirmed other than Obi Wan. We know that that's one that is coming down the pike at some point. And maybe a Cassian Andor series. But uh, there's also the rumors of the Ahsoka series. There's also rumors of of, of a Rebels spinoff show that would pick up where Rebels left off. Those two things could be one and the same. Who knows? Uh, but then there's also rumors of like a, a young Ben Solo series with, with him and Luke Skywalker. And there's all these rumors out there. And now another one has, has popped up where... Are they setting up for a New Republic spinoff series with 
G- uh, Gianna Carano's character, Cara Dune, because we have that moment in an episode where someone leaves her something and it's a big it's a big call sign for the the rebellion and the new republic and stuff like that. And fans are just picking up these like very little things and they're like, make a show out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. No, thank you. Just on my part. Right. Just green light I, I, it. I don't, I don't want it. Right. Because the only thing, a new Republic spinoff series, like not, not yet, Dave, we and, and had not, not led by her. I don't need a whole show led by her. We had three movies of galactic politics and that was episode one, two and three. They got so heavy into galactic politics. People were bored by it. You want to do a show about galactic politics? Fuck that. Who are they fighting? Nobody. Because the first order hasn't arrived yet. So you know, I, I think people need to cool their jets a little bit. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I look forward to all this stuff. Yeah, I would love to see Sebastian Stan as a young Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill said he looks like I did when I was a, when I was younger. Yeah, he fucking does. He could probably do it. Yeah, look probably. at the fan art. It yeah, shows. Probably could. That'd be pretty cool. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bat an eye if they did it. However, I'm also not going to sit here and and start like plucking this and that yeah. out of out of every series and and trying to branch it off into into its own thing because it starts feeling a little rushed right but that's also the exact thing that the old expanded universe did that wound up getting it axed from from continuity because it went in so many different directions had so many different storylines and stuff that it was just too much to create in a world that was too populated with these stories you can't do this here because so and so is doing this here you can't use that character here because they were over here doing that in this series and stuff it becomes too much for them to handle and i think we just need to like take a step back enjoy what we're getting we're going to get more we know that there is another animated series called the bad batch coming which is a spinoff of of clone wars let's let's enjoy that next you know let's not let's not sit here and get our high hopes up for this series and that series and stuff one of the things like i am picking up that disney very clearly wants to do is they want to right the wrongs of the of the sequel trilogy and that's fine and they're, they're using the mandalorian as a vehicle for that and stuff like that and that's you know that's that, that's fine there's little things here yeah. and there that that they can do to to fill in some gaps and stuff and kind of and kind of make star wars right again but the thing that made the sequel trilogy such a problem was rushing into it making these three movies without a clear set plan and now fans are clamoring for so much more that Disney just wants to give it to them. But if they do, they'll be doing it at such a fast pace that they may not put the same tender love and care that has gone into the Mandalorian into these other series. And then we wind up all hating Star Wars again because it's shit. Right. Cool your um, And I agree. And I, and I, I think, you know. So preoccupied the if they rumor, could, they didn't stop it. So they should. The rumor mill <laughs> will never go away. Not for Star Wars. I will No. No. So, I think they're aware of that, and I think you know people like us need to be aware right. of that. Nineteen eighty-three. Like, I think they're going to learn a lot. Nineteen eighty-three. Return of the Jedi comes out. Nineteen two days after. <laughs> Look, people started wondering when's the next Star Wars coming out. Didn't happen until nineteen ninety-nine, but the rumor mill kept going for that long. Look, they did a lot so. of things right after the prequels. You know, to, to, to right the wrongs, they did. But I think what they did wrong. They certainly learned their lesson from. I so I think they're going to find the happy medium. Yeah, going forward. Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident with them. I think. I mean, I just don't want. I, it sounds weird being a huge Star Wars fan. I don't want Disney Plus to be the Star Wars streaming app. You know what I mean? 
<sighs> yeah, we're like I, I I understand where you're coming from. It's just what what do I have to look TV forward show wise? It will obviously. What, what do I have to look forward to if literally when the Mandalorian is done, I'm starting another Star Wars series because apparently if you listen to all the rumors and stuff, there's like ten. Star Wars series, like all greenlit. So you're saying that you want more like original things, kind of to start getting you more excited and pepped up. Well, yeah, I think that's what the Mandalorian does so well is that this is a new character and we're just getting echoes of the other stuff, and it's enough to make me go, oh. But the, the it's also is, going in its own direction at the same time, and it's just it's just having little pit stops in yeah. in, in in the rest of the universe, but it's still going on and doing its own fucking thing. Well, what they should be doing is having like a a version of a Pixar, you know, but not animated. But I'm just saying like a Pixar where it, it's its own little side hustle. Right. Creating original quality things. Right. But in Pixar, it's it's kind of cool to see on on Andy's wall that he got a postcard from Russell and, mm-hmm. and, from, and from Carl from Up. And it's like, oh, that's a nice touch. And that's what I feel like The Mandalorian does. It's like, that's a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Yeah. You you touched on the other on on the universe, and now you're going to continue telling your story. Yeah, and that's what I think I'd prefer Star Wars to do. I'm not saying like ignore the Skywalker saga, but it's just like, can we just be done with it now? It's done. It's over. Let's just move on. Let's just have some new shit. I think to all look I think they're to. worried about legacy, but it's like, but at the same time. People only a lot of people. If you were only, worried about legacy, you should have kept George then. Right, but I mean, but also I think a lot of people only watch the movies. It's true, That's or at true. least focus on it as far as like the episodes, you know. So like they count that as quote unquote right. real Star Wars. Before we go on, you know, too far down Star Wars, like one of the things like George Lucas recently said. Well, he didn't recently say it, it was an interview back in 2019, but it's just recently come back to light. Is that I, I guess there the the whatever type of non disclosure agreement he was under after Rise of Skywalker had come out certain time after it, he was able to talk about what his story was gonna to, was going to entail more and we did know that it was gonna follow younger characters than what Ray and Finn and Poe were, um, but the main villain wasn't going to be another Empire clone. It wasn't going to be you know that it was going to be Darth Maul. <laughs> Darth Maul was going to be the bad guy. He was going to have an apprentice named Darth Talon. He would have survived all through past Return of the Jedi, and he would have led a criminal organization that in the power vacuum created by the Empire, he would have sought to to grab power from star systems. And you hear that and you go, fuck, that would have been great. That would have been awesome because you think about the Darth Maul that you got in Clone Wars and stuff like that, and it seems really cool. And then you remember, but it was in the hands of George Lucas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So all of that could have been just up in the air, but it does sound cool. And it makes me wonder why did Disney balk on that? And then I think about rebels and I was like, Oh, that's right. They killed Darth Maul and rebels pretty like unceremoniously. And it's like, Oh, yeah. cause they didn't want the possibility of George's of George's thing coming out. And then fans going, that's what we fucking want. <laughs> well, now you can't have it. Cause we took our red demon face Sith. We took our ball and we went the fuck home. <laughs> Do you think we're going to see Han Solo again? No. Oh, well, you you, you mean you mean the, the the Adrian Aldrich version? Yes, or the Aldrich Killian? I what the fuck's that dude's name? <laughs> and I literally, 
<laughs> just saw him on screen with Hail Caesar. Alden Ederich? Yeah, yeah, that. We finally got We got there. We got there. I want to. I, mean, I want to as well. They have a contract with him, so essentially they're going to... I mean, they've essentially paid him for work that he hasn't done, more or less. But would he fit in The Mandalorian, for example? I don't want him in The Mandalorian. He's too- I'm, I'm just saying. No, no. But we still don't know the the. If the he's going to show up, he would show up in something more along the lines of the Cassian Andor series, okay. which is the, the, uh, the spot from Rogue One play, played again, by Diego his Luna char- his character deserves a series he, he ha- that's his character his character goes on a lot I of different misadventures I'll be and, and I've said this for a long time a lot, to, a, lot to, a lot of fun to have with that the yeah. first Star Wars series that actually had a hundred episodes written uh, was led by George Lucas and it was going to be called Star Wars Underworld like or it was basically the the underworld the seediness of the star wars universe it was going to be pretty far removed from the empire and stuff like that some of those characters would bleed in and stuff like that but that was that was the original script and george had to shelve it because he was like no studio no uh network has the budget for me to do this in the way that i would want to do it and it never came out Uh, and but that would have been the first one and i've said ever since then that that's the type of star wars movie we that type of star wars story we need type of star wars tv show we need because you know we we get enough of the empire and the rebellion and stuff in the movies like let's let's see what all these like side characters not, not not side characters but like what does the average fucking joe in star wars do you know in, in no, exactly stuff, so. how, how how do they live how do they navigate what's yeah. their ways of what i'm saying money? is han solo is perfect for a series like that and it's fun and and i i really really hope he does come back and i think that's an easy recipe for fucking money and success fuck yeah because they had so much going for it within the movie i mean it wasn't the greatest but it wasn't the worst I think it got a lot of flack, you know, th- that was not deserving. Two Star Wars movies in one year, very close together, and they skipped the December release date. A big part of it, uh, and they put it right out. They rushed it ahead in in the summer. And it's not a May movie. I no, mean, not that one in particular. No, it's perfect for November and December. Exactly. And it probably would have done gangbusters then. And I don't know whether critically it would have done any better. I think maybe slightly. It is one of those movies that, like, when you watched Solo. You were, I think you might have been expecting something different. Yeah, but I still had fun with it. And it wound up being so many paint by numbers of like, this is how Han Solo got his gun. This is how Han Solo got his ship. This is how he got the fucking vest that he wears <laughs> in all the movies. You know what I mean? It became so much yeah. of like that, where it's like how Han Solo got all of his cool shit. You know, where it's like, I didn't need that. Why couldn't Han Solo just have been Han Solo and like, Maybe that stuff comes but at some point. It just seemed like when it's the normal Joe over here, like me. Yeah. I can sure. let a lot of that shit slide and Fair have enough. fun with that. Right. Like instead of getting annoyed with it. I don't need to know how the Dukes of Hazard got the general fucking lay. I just need the Dukes of Hazard to be in the general lay. And that's uh, that's all I care about. That's it, dude. I'm done talking about Star Wars, man, because we have a fucking metric fuck ton of shit that we've been watching that we gotta get to. So, Jay, let's get into what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Oh, he's watching. All right, Jay, so obviously, since we haven't been recording together in quite some time, you've seen some things that I haven't seen. I've probably seen a few movies that you haven't seen, and we're just going to kind of go through them. I did watch three new movies this week. I know you've seen at least one of them. 
uh, and and we're going to kind of like just do a brief discussion yeah. on. I think we, I saw Buddy Games. I yes. saw Fat Man. Yes, and I I've saw, actually seen four new movies. Okay, Blair and I that and are actually brand new. Love and Monsters, which isn't brand okay. New, so we have one. Okay, so I also watched Uncle Frank and Happiest Season. They both came out on Amazon. Okay. All right, or well, Amazon and one is Hulu. Well, let's get started because I know you and I have watched a bunch of TV series that we're going to touch on briefly. Sure. Uh, so why don't we get started with some some of the TV shows that, that we've been watching. I know we both watched The Crown yeah. Season 4. Once again, A+. Plus. Yeah, epic. <laughs> fucking epic. Every fucking season is glorious. Especially if you grew up in the time that we grew up in because this is the Diana yes, season. Yes. So this is where it gets a little bit more interesting, especially for me because I think this is stuff we can actually have reference for and remember. Kind of. Yeah, I mean we were young obviously, but recent I do, history I to do, us. Yeah. I you know, I do remember her death and I do remember her uh her presence, her power. She's the main figure that I always knew of of the royals and you the know candle it was never blew anybody out else. long oh, before the legend ever will <laughs> gorgeous song <laughs> elton john killed yeah. it but anyway um yeah it's heartbreaking it's really interesting it, it did a really good job with uh the charles character i was also unaware really of the of the of the bulimia like i had no clue i know and, and she was very vocal about this so that was not really necessarily a secret yeah. um at the time it was. Well, it's just know, something but, that two toddlers knee high to a duck don't really think about when they see the pretty Princess Diana on TV. We just go, "Oh, pretty, pretty princess! Yes. Yay! Yay!" We don't. We don't realize that she that she stays looking stays looking pretty because she, you know, two fingers and pulls the trigger down her throat. And you know, I feel it. Maybe like I truly felt awful for that character. Awful. Yeah. But at times, actress did a great job. At times, a relative unknown actress as well. I know. Uh, but at times when she goes and approaches the queen, like I, because I, I know from watching the show how people are supposed to treat the queen. Sure. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are you stupid girl? Yeah. And that's essentially how they treated her because it's essentially that. It's like, it's like I don't know if anyone ever fucking told you this, but that is not your mother-in-law. That's the fucking queen. I am the lizard queen. And you don't approach her. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Speak when spoken to. And it's like, (laughs) I loved the the, a moment. There's a moment where Philip comes to her. Prince Philip comes to her, uh, comes to Diana, Mm -hmm. and he's talking to her, and he's having this very loving, fatherly moment. Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh, no, girl, you get it wrong. This is all about her. Like, it's all about that one person. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's this moment where like he starts off like very much like on her side yeah. and like explaining to her like you know how things are nothing's personal and then he's just like but no one else here matters her the queen and him the future king that's it right that's all that matters in this fucking charade and i i remember I, i'm happy you brought that up because that was pretty powerful and 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 not Something I, th- I, you know, was expecting. It's either. like they, they it's so honest. It's the it's last so episode, blatant. so we're kind of spoiling some things here. But it's also like that moment where you kind of like see it, it like for Diana, where you're just like, oh, she's done. Like this is like right after Philip talked to her, it's like she's out. She's looking for her the out now. Right, and you know it, they they build up to that. You you understand the reasons behind it. It's oil and water. You know, there was there was just no place for them uh, to raise a family there no. and be happy together, and they're just two different people. Fantastic season, uh, you know. If you're not watching The Crown, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> yeah, exactly. you should. Why not? You should. You should. It's fucking good. Yeah. Anyway, Jay, what else? What else did you get down to watching? 
Uh, well, oh, we I both watched Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Apple TV program that's been out for a little bit. Yeah. And I never... I, I didn't give it a shot. Jason because, Sudeikis. Yeah, it's not because of Jason. I think it's just because I didn't see any trailers or marketing, so I didn't really get a feel for what the show was. Well, me and you don't watch like I, I didn't see any trailers for it until you and I were watching, you know, Long Way Up, and mm-hmm. we 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 watched the entire you know Long Way Round, Long Way Down, Long Way Up yes. series, and then they started playing trailers for it. Then uh, I had to get through that series, which Long Way Up finally ended, and uh, yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> sad that it I'm, ended. I'm very sad. I'm, I'm ready for you and to get back on the bike I and know. do another one. No, I think the best way to do it is you just start right over again. You start with Long Way Round. No. Then you go to Long Way The down. Long Way Down Under. They got to do Australia, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would like to see them go through Asia. Yeah. Big time. I really want to see them do Asia mm. and, and some Australia oh, stuff yeah. and New Zealand. But 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 we're talking about Ted Lasso. So, Sorry. Uh, yes. But Ted Lasso. Holy God. That show funny as shit. is funny as shit. It's they funny. really found the tone. It's funny in the, the way kills. that like King of the Hill is funny, where it's like he is but so they, doggedly one way oh, and gosh. one note the yes. entire time yes. that it actually becomes funny. It's It starts off annoying. The first episode, I was very annoyed with him. But towards the end of that episode, I'm endeared by him yeah. and his, his unfortunate flappable the positivity Ameri- and also you know he's the only american as well so this is a british show two americans he brings his assistant coach with him i'm sorry true <laughs> that is true and uh who's also fa- fantastic so but again it's it's such a fleshed out character based ensemble comedy based around the world of soccer and and a soccer european soccer leagues football yes thank you football, <laughs> football or footy yeah. um and I love it because I used to be a soccer guy. You know, I, I played 10 years year round when I was 5 to 15 years old. So I, you know, am so happy to see it get this kind of notoriety. And Can kind you of still do a Pele kick? It's a lot of fun. No. Have you ever been able to do a Pele kick? <laughs> that's all I want to know. I mean, what is a Pele kick? A bicycle kick, you mean? That's Yeah, that's that, that that's the back that's the backflip kick. Yeah, the bicycle. Yeah, yeah that's a bicycle. Oh, we, America call it a bicycle kick. Um I don't yeah. know if you know this. There's, there's a player. His name is Pele. He's pretty famous. I, I actually, <laughs> I actually, no, I know Pele. Um, I, I actually did it in a game one time, um, and assisted for uh, an assist goal. But you're, but you're so tall that you, <laughs> that you cracked your head, broke your neck, and got caught off the field. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, yeah, just a bunch of sprained ankles in my my day. That's yeah. about it. But anyway. Now, I mean, I, I was pretty good. I mean, but it was one of those things where, like, you know, as I got older. Stay on target. Stay on target. I got taller. Fuck your soccer career. We're my, talking about Ted Lasso. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's Tyler. keep talking about that. So, what I, what, like I was saying, the characters were all greatly fleshed out from the top to bottom, players to yeah, management, and it works. The love triangles, the humor, um, the way things kind of come back. It's 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 like... um. It's like com- it's good comfort food. It, that's exactly what and it was. And the for formula me. works, and it will last because they've already fucking approved three, two more seasons, I believe, all, all the way up to through uh, season three. I'm happy. Yeah, I, I am too. I, I might, I might get bored with it by season three. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe season one ended on. Uh, I, I won't spoil it, but the ending was beautiful. just. It was just. Yeah, it was just. It was just gorgeous in a way. Like, and I don't mean like visually. I just mean like just the way it ended. It just left you feeling. So good. It just makes you show. It goes to show that the showrunners or the writers or whatever, the creators, they really understand what they're doing and they pulled it off and what they want to do. I'll be honest. I was a little flabbergasted at the amount of positivity because in 2020, there's not a whole lot of that. 
And it was refreshing. It, it, yeah. And in a Very way. Very refreshing. I was just like, was I just uplifted? <laughs> it's, it's great. Do it's I actually some, feel it's, better? It's great. After watching this? I know. I, I think know. I do a little bit. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a hard sell to tell people like, get Apple TV, get, you know, get Apple TV Plus. It's, it's a hard sell. Look. Because I can. The morning show is good. It's. Polar opposite to Ted Lasso, but Look, they're both fantastic. That's Ted Lasso is better than on my hand. Show. I can count four shows that are that are worth your time on there: The Morning Show, Ted Lasso, uh, obviously the whole Long Way series. Oh yes, with Ewan McGregor, Definitely. and then I enjoyed the Raven's Banquet with. Uh, okay. With, yeah, I, I haven't watched with Rob McElhenney. Yeah. Uh, like other than that, I mean, I, I really don't. I really don't think you you really need. Apple well, they don't TV have Plus. too much content yet. They're still working on it. So, ah, you know what? Still young. Just fucking pirate it. Just now, yeah. I don't think you could pirate a show that's about being so positive <laughs> for such a righteous guy like Ted Lasso. You can't pirate him. No. You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. <laughs> it's only five ninety nine. I think something like that. Eh, get it for a month. Watch watch those shows and then fucking cancel it. Yeah. All right, Jack, what else did you uh, get down to watching as far as uh, television series? Television go? series. Um, just finished The Undoing, the HBO hit miniseries starring Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. Very soapy. Um, it, it, it follows, again, the classic thing of, you know, it sets up uh, a situation where, you know, this great family gets suddenly into a legal issue. Okay. There's a murder. Okay. Mystery. Okay. And it reveals itself at the end okay done it was okay it was solid it was fun it was entertainment and um like i said it was kind of soapy yeah i'm bored with it already uh, <laughs> uh so not really worth your time like, no i mean if you enjoy that kind of stuff it's it's a it's a it's a typical formula all right so i've been watching one it's it's not i mean it might actually be animation that is good for you jay i've been watching primal um it is now available on hbo max but you can also check it out on uh adult swim um, that, that you can go through their app. All the episodes are available there. Primal is a 10-episode series. It is made by Gendy Tartakovsky. Uh, he is the animation mind that was behind Dexter's Laboratory, Samurai Jack, uh, the, the Clone Wars shorts that were on Cartoon Network back in the day that are no longer canon, but they were fantastic and fun. I still really suggest those. But Primal follows a, a caveman who has lost his family, and he teams up with a dinosaur, both of them dealing with great loss, and they take on the prehistoric Primal world together. Now, obviously, it's not our world because humans and dinosaurs were coexisting in this world, and there is no dialogue, Jay zero dialogue there is grunts from him there hmm. are there are roars and sounds from the dinosaur and the, that's it and score that's it it is absolutely bloody horrifically bloody violent um but there is a beauty in that as well uh and if you're a fan of animation i like this is not like an animated show where i'm just like this you need to watch this for its great story you need to watch this for, you need to watch this because this is art it's called hentai and it's art oh wow yeah like this is just art Kenny Tartakovsky at the very top of his game how long is this uh each episode's about 22 minutes you know do you think i would like it i'll show you an episode when this is done you let me know okay I, I enjoy it quite a bit, but it doesn't get bogged down by like any type of silliness whatsoever because there's no dialogue. 
No one speaks. I'm intrigued. No, I'm intrigued. Yeah, no one speaks. Yeah. I highly suggest it. I know it was it was very popular. And if, if you if you watch Adult Swim and stuff like that, um, then then you're already aware of this. But you know, for me, I for a long time I wasn't watching cable. I wasn't watching anything, and I knew that this series existed. And I'm a big Gendy Tartakovsky fan. And now that I have HBO Max, I was just flipping through Did trying you get rid to find cable? shit to watch. Uh, not yet. Because okay. uh, you have to bundle it with your package to get your internet, but Lauren needs a phone to work from home, so we have to keep cable because it's the only way to get a phone line is right. to have a cable. You can't just get phone through our provider, so fuck them. Fuck all of them. Anyway, Jay, we also both watched Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Twice. I watched it twice. You watched it twice? I only watched it once. I've, I've, uh, it, I loved it, it but I it's, wasn't. It's, per, it's a perfect show. Everybody's been watching it. It's so. a fucking perfect show. We don't need to spend too much time talking nah, about it. It's a must watch, everybody. I think. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I'll be honest. The first episode, I, I was not loving it. Yeah. I that, was bored. I was I, like, all right, I'm not going to like this show. It's, it's, a, it's a long, you know, kind of dull setup. It really is. It but really was. But it's a character setup, and that's the thing. It's, it does run that risk. Right. But I think they do enough where, you know. When the first tournament it starts, gets its hooks I in. was like, oh, I'm in now. Like, I'm, I'm in. Her fr- right, right, right. I don't know what right. the fuck's going on. Right. Because right. I, 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 I can't play chess to save my fucking no, life. No, me, me neither. Me neither. But I'm in. Oh. <laughs> they, they were able to portray that so well. Yeah. And I, like, I. I know there's a lot of people that like got into like the the how it was made and stuff like that and sure. that like all the games were written by an actual like chess Oh sure. master and oh, stuff and, like that. And and the, and you know what's really impressive the actors had to memorize all the moves. I know, yeah. And know all the moves and but also do it within character. Right. You know, and she's taking an aggressive Sicilian stance and yeah, I was like, uh, I'm Sicilian. I don't <laughs> even know what that fucking means, but never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued. It's, it's <laughs> utterly pitch perfect, and you know, it's. Uh, I think this solidifies Anya Taylor Joy as a household name now. I don't, I don't know about household name, but it's definitely. This is definitely going to earn her some 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 looks for some jobs that she previously would have been overlooked for. Maybe, maybe. Um, I definitely look her her turn in the X Men universe and her turn playing around with M Night Shyamalan. They like that stuff got her somewhere. Like, it, it, but I think this is going to open up doors for her now. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, not just that, but also, um, you know, Fury Road sequel. You know, that is she's well. playing Furiosa, young Furiosa. Well. So you know, it's a good one-two punch. I mean, she's going to be. It's already a certain fact. She's going to be a huge fucking star. Um, and she's a great talent. I still can't get over her eyes. You no, know, I mean nobody can, and I think that's the great thing about it too. I think she has such a unique. I'm not like attracted beauty. to her, but what I mean is, it's just a like, unique beauty that's very interesting. And when you f- and she's so like filmable because when you hit her in, in a certain angle, yeah, it's really like powerful stuff. <laughs> right, you, you, you know, you, you know the um, the Tim Burton movie Big Eyes. Yeah, I could see or, her being in a right, Burton film or 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 um, Alita Battle Angel. Like sure, that's sure. what her eyes look yeah. like, but they're real life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You could it's kick, crazy. A, kick a football right between them and not even hit one of them. Anyway, <laughs> Queen's Gambit is <laughs> fucking worth your fucking time. Just flat out. Um, uh, like, you know, not a whole lot of movies have been of late, but those TV shows, the the four that, that we just named, The Crown, Ted Lasso, uh, uh, Queen's, Queen's Gambit, Gambit, and The Long Way Long Up. Way up baby. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you through the month. 
<laughs> All right, Jay. Uh, so we did get around to watching some movies as well. So let's get into some movie reviews, man. Why don't you get us started with your trip to the theaters with Let Him Go. Don't start what you can't finish. This is the one with... Uh, with with uh, Ma and Pa Kent, right? Ma and Pa. When I saw this trailer, that's what the fuck I thought. It's all what anybody thought. Because I, I was like, is this is this a Man of Steel prequel? Oh. Because <laughs> they're looking for their son. I was like, was Superman kidnapped? This movie was terrible. That's <laughs> oh, a shame. But. It's a shame. It, I mean, it really is a shame because it has an interesting cast. Kevin Costner. It does. Back as Pa Kent. It does. I mean, you and know, he's he's on his feet and you know, he's going to get some killing done. I mean, granted, you know, this is like Montana, you know, Midwest, you know, old Scott, you know, old Can I ask a dumb like question? Yeah. Why Kevin Costner and not Liam Neeson? Well, Kevin Costner has a house there probably. So he just, you <laughs> That's know. true. He just walked out yeah, back he just and started out filming. Back. The convenience. But, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. A farmer loses his son. Him Re- and his wife. Retired sheriff. Close enough. Kill some people. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, they're an older It's a Liam couple. Neeson plot. <laughs> I know. Their, their son dies, leaves behind a young family, and the son goes, and, the, and, and you know his wife goes missing. They go and seek them out. Revenge. Fucked up family ensues, you know, that's holding the family hostage. Do they find them? Yeah. All right, fair enough. But the movie is so horrible. It makes no sense. It's put together so terrible. It's a D plus for me. I, I did not like this movie at all. It was not worth a theater experience or even a rental. I, I don't think it's worth anybody's time. Would you rather watch Let Him Go or Waterworld? Well, I'll be damned. It's the gentleman guppy. You know, he's like a turd that won't flush. See, I haven't seen Waterworld forever. I have a nostalgia love for Waterworld. Do I'll you, watch that. I would time. rather watch it, though. I really would. What about the post- more interesting what about the things post- going on? What about the Postman? <laughs> Postman? Yeah. It's Did that I movie. Watch it? Yeah, it's Kevin Costner. It's the post-apocalyptic movie, and then he restarts oh, I don't think the I Postal saw that. Service, the Pony Express, and all that I stuff. I don't think I saw that. It's terrible. It sounds terrible. Yeah. Ugh. It's boring. I mean, it's, it's about a fucking Postman. So it's, just- it, it, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. It, it's enough. a heightened character fucking movie that just doesn't work in this world. It's not worth your time. All right. Well, I saw, I saw a movie. Uh, it's it's a movie we did a trailer park for. Uh, it it has a lot of people in it. We were like all very excited for it. Josh Dumal, Olivia Munn, uh, you know, colorful cast of characters. Matt Dillon, uh, and it, it follows these guys, and they they every year they compete in the buddy games. Well, you named a lot of people that were not in the movie. I think they did were you? all in the movie. Oh wait, oh I thought you said Audrey Plaza. I'm sorry, I didn't say Audrey Plaza. My bad, Olivia Munn. You're I right, Olivia Munn. Yes, my bad. Now, all those people were in the movie, Jay. Check your IMDb. But <laughs> yes, and I saw this movie too, man. Throughout history, humans have had a primal instinct to compete, to dominate. And through these battles, an unexpected camaraderie was born. This is a story about my group of friends. Boys, here we go! The buddy games are back! We're gonna play for 150,000 bucks! It was not good, you know? It was, uh... I had a better time with it than you did. You remember earlier on in the show when you were, like, dodging PC landmines and stuff? This movie stepped on every single one along the way. 
And it didn't even do it in like that endearing, unapologetic way, like maybe something from 1999, like American Pie does. It, it, it does it in a way that felt like it went out of its way to do it. You know, they, they, they have they have a character. One of the characters, you know, they, they keep putting him in these scenarios where he's very clearly gay. The moment where they're all eating hot dogs and he's like deep throating it and stuff oh. like that. And I was just like, that was funny. It is not funny. <laughs> It's not. Why can't you just have a, a, a gay character? Why does it have to be a closet? Because he hasn't thing? come out yet. He's thirty-five fucking years old, and it's everybody has. Don't what well, movie was made in Don't bash anybody. <laughs> There's also there, there, some people come out of the closet when they're like seventy years old on their death. This is the man-child's dream. This movie, right? Yeah, like, well, that's, it is. That's but, what it is. But Which is what? why you love it way more than. But I guess do. what, Dave? This is literally a fucking real thing. Josh Dumel directed this movie. Wrote it and directed it. Yeah. Wrote and directed it. He literally does this with his friends. And then when no one else would make it, he went to WWE and he said, please? Probably. And they're like, you can make it, but you got to put one of our people in it. And he's right. like, okay, I'll take Seamus then. And it's like, fine. No one's going to understand a word that guy says, but you can have him. And then Seamus is in the movie and he's just like, all right, listen here, Fala. <laughs> you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> Why is Seamus here? Look, it's 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 what do you expect? I mean, I mean, I mean, it's not as it's kind of Adam Sandler. I expected I think it to actually make me laugh, and I cringed more than I laughed. There was a few times that I laughed. It got me a few times. See, the cringing doesn't bother me when I know it's going to be shooting for the fences. Like I can, I, I'm already prepared. Put it that way. The only moment that got me to laugh was was towards the end when someone is making a proposal, and then he's like, "Fuck no, fuck no." Right. No, I don't want to ever get married. No, I'm I'm happy this is over. And then he gets the shit beat out of him. <laughs> she breaks his fucking arm. And I was like, that was good. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. No, I, I, that was a good surprise. That was a good, that surprise. A good surprise. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. But I mean, like for the most part, this attempted to be a paint by numbers like comedy, but it was done by a toddler, and all the colors are wrong, and they didn't follow the lines, and it's all over the fucking place. Like it, it, it tried to have like its romantic story and stuff like that, and then it when when, when it was done with that, it just threw it to the fucking wayside. Right. It it tried to. to well, it relied on you liking the friendships, and I didn't. And I know, and I and it it wasn't the worst, but it wasn't the best. The only and person I walked out and I was like, oh, I like that character was was Dak Shepard. Like and, he, and I I yeah. hate Dak Shepard in ninety percent of the shit Dak Shepard is in, but like yeah. for some reason here I was like oh I actually don't mind Dak Shepard here yeah. because he's the toned down version of all these other fucking yeah. cartoons yeah. that are around him. Josh Dumas I actually disliked him and I you know I even liked the movie where him and Catherine Heigl like adopt a baby or some shit. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't done much because I think he just had a good payday from the Transformers. Yeah, because Transformers stopped calling and he's like you know what, I'm gonna sit on this for a while. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just been fucking drinking beer and. Playing buddy games, making, and making the buddy games. So, yeah. so this is something that Josh Dumont actually does with his friends. No, it is. It is. Yeah. He decided to make it into a movie. Yeah, and it shows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, no, I mean, just... I, I, you know, I, I gave this a C plus because I actually enjoyed it, and I, I didn't think it was the best, but I knew what I was going to get myself into, and I still had a decent enough time with it. Now, again, am I going to watch it often? Yeah, maybe another time or two, but that's about it. It's not that good of a movie where I'm never watching do this repeat again. viewings. Um, never watching this again period. but again you know comedies are hard for me especially straight up comedies and i think this is short enough simple and stupid enough where i can just throw this on say a la a mo- um an airplane movie perfect shut your brain off you know easy fucking movie to watch and put on it, that's something like that i think that would work but i thought this movie was just 
hot garbage. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess I mentally prep myself. Yeah, I'm like a, a D minus on this movie. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like a D no, minus. I, I'm, on this. I'm not going to argue with that because I understand because comedies very little are, to enjoy. I, I fully get it. I didn't get like it. any of the characters. I get it. I didn't get find it. it all that funny. Liked the premise because we saw the trailer and liked the premise. Although when we did that trailer park, I said, "Right, oh, I love like, the trailer. This looks like they're putting all the funniest things in it, and that's exactly what they did." Yeah, it was it was a well done trailer because I was laughing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I watched another movie, Jay. One that you also watched. Uh, this one is the Fat Man. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. My influence. Maybe it's time I retired the coat. You still have it. Some kids with a deer rifle put two holes in the sleigh, one in me. All I have is a loathing for a world that's forgotten. The United States military would like to procure your services. This is a one-time deal, gentlemen. How are you, Mike? Nicole and the kids are well, I hope. Where are you? What's the job? I'd like you to kill Santa Claus. Oh, yes. Fat Man, where uh Hey Fat Man <laughs> Uh so this sees Mel Gibson playing Chris Kringle. Uh he is the true life Santa Claus and he is still trying to get his small business. That's that's one of the aspects I loved about this is that Santa Claus is a small business that is funded by the United States government so that the magic of Christmas can still exist and the United States government still gets the economic boost of the Christmas season as a result of him. And one of my favorite lines uh, that he has in it is he's like, we should have gotten the likeness rights to Santa Claus because then we would never have to work another day in our lives. And it's like, that's not who you are, honey. Like it's, it's, it's like it's this blue collar, hardworking, you know, very Republican <laughs> Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Mel Gibson in real life. It if is. he was Santa it Claus. <laughs> and it's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful concept to take Santa Claus and turn him into into I don't want to say an action star, but give him this like this 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 gritty tone to it, you know, like like where where other movies have taken Santa Claus and they turn it into Santa's sleigh, right? Where it's like Bill Goldberg going around with icicles, stabbing people. That's a fun turn. I think this is a much smarter turn than that, and a lot of fun. And I thought it took it in some interesting directions with the world that they set up for Santa Claus, and then they dropped the fucking mic. Because I'm like, I don't know how Santa Claus is doing all this shit. Yeah. And I was okay with the veil just staying down and, and, and me just building this world around it without them telling me. And then they went and showed fucking elves. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, there's reindeer and elves. <laughs> there's reindeer and elves. Yeah. Like, no shit. <laughs> no shit. All right. We're yeah. in for a penny, in for a pound. I respect this. No, I, I respect this choice. I, I, I went with this and I thought it was a genius fucking idea and I think it worked. And I and I had a good time with it and I think, you know, it had a lot of slow moments. I was like, here yeah, here's where it However, didn't work. they stopped at concept and then they failed to build a world, right? Like everything that I that I'm talking about that like I I'm filling in the gaps here. 
you know, they, they didn't build a world at all for, for, for me to understand much of much of anything, ver- you know, past what Chris Kringle and his wife are talking about. I understand that. And I, I don't think you need to. And I think you under, you can piece together right. some, uh, enough. And even really... like even like the bill, the, the villain, little Billy, sure. right? the, 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 the bad guy, he, you know. We, we get just enough absentee father, you know, rich family and stuff yeah. like that. Snot-nosed brat and stuff. So we don't yeah. need a whole lot of backstory for him. However, Walton Goggins, the assassin yeah. who was sent to kill Santa Claus, I needed a lot more from him. Yeah. I think- And they put a lot of time with him. With him. Without me knowing much deliver. about her, right? It did not deliver. I love Walton Goggins, and let me tell you, I've been watching The Unicorn, which is a which is a, a sitcom that is on um that is on CBS. Dude's wife dies, he gets back out in the dating world. That's called a unicorn, right? He's untainted. He's never yeah. been divorced and stuff like that. So, like, I, I really enjoy him on that. He's a super nice guy. Very weird to go watching an episode of, uh, of that, see that and then see him be a hamster loving asshole. In this. Well, he's been playing a villain a lot lately in Hollywood. I was good at it. He's good at yeah. Uh, I mean, he played an anti-villain, I guess you could Tomb say. Tomb Raider in um was a big one recently. He he played an anti-villain in in Hateful Eight. You know, like yeah. you love yeah. to hate him, and then he yeah, yeah. he yeah, went he to, pops in and out a lot of those kind of things yeah. ensemble roles. But I had a good time. I, I mean, I overall did have a good time with it. I still give this a B minus. I mean, I I thought this tonally worked in a lot of ways. Yes, it was a little slow. But I think the concept and the ideas and the grittiness, I think, was really refreshing, and I had a lot of fun with it still. I'm giving it a C plus. Okay. Because I think that this movie had so much more potential to be what it, And I and, agree, it did. It, it, and it even, could have been a lot better. Even in that final fight, they, they, they had me... They built the suspense to this final fight so much, and the final fight was a bit of a letdown. A bit. It was good. It was tense. A bit. But it was a bit of a letdown. It was still pretty good, but it was, it was a bit letdown. There is a wonderful payoff. The final scene of the movie is a fucking beautiful payoff. I fucking love that moment. It looks yeah. it looks good. Yeah. Number one. Oh yeah. And it leaves you. <laughs> it leaves you feeling feeling like dread <laughs> from Santa Claus, which is good. I uh, I mean. And another thing like that happens, like, you know, the showdown is happening and he's just like, uh, you know, Walton Goggins is like, fat man. And like, he shows up and he's like, you think you're the first? And I was like, can I hear about the other times? Man, you sound just like Mel. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like, uh, can, can, can I hear the other? Can I see the other times? Because like, there's a point where Mel Gibson's shirtless and he has a scar that runs from shoulder down to hip. So like, he's been fucking cut before. And we saw earlier on in the movie, he was actually shot by somebody. We don't see that happening, but we see the result of him being shot. So I was like, I want to see these other times. And like people have well, come to kill the fat man. Yeah, it was kids trying to you know shoot down the sleigh or something like that. They were disrespecting. He implies Santa. other other showdowns at at the North Pole Corral. Is what I'm saying. Mm. He implies these other moments that that he's had to defend being Santa Claus. Right, right. Because you know this day and age doesn't believe in Santa. Right. I really thought this was going to a place where a softer place Wal- or where Walton harder. Goggins was gonna was gonna kill was gonna kill Fat Man. And then become, and then become Santa Claus. Oh, kind of like the Santa Claus, but like in a dark turn. And you find out that Mel Gibson was another assassin or or ne'er do well from back in like let's say like the eighteen hundreds who showed up. Oh, you really went there. That's what I was thinking. There, they they kind of set me up for that because like it kind of seemed like you know he's a fighter. Like he's he's been through this. They have so many scenes where he's punching a bag or lifting a weight and stuff. So becoming super becoming. 
to defend being Santa. You got to hide your identity. Defend your land. Defend your elves. Defend your woman. Well, I mean, being Santa comes with like superpowers, apparently, because like there's the moment where all the soldiers are trying to lift up those crates and he's drive that red Ford truck, (laughs) 1960s red Ford truck. Look, I'm not saying Fat Man's not worth your time. I think it is worth your time. I I, yeah, yeah, I think it is. But it's a C plus. It's a good refreshing take. You're at a B minus. I'm at a C plus. Concept we're all at. So yeah, yeah, we're pretty much there. All right. What else? All we got? right. So moving on, I think uh, we have all new films to go over. So I think for me, I have a new movie that came out that's uh, an indie, and then a couple new fresh ones that just came out this past week. Uh, Hold up on Amazon and Hulu. Wait, we got an indie. We got an indie diddy. All right. Well, let's head over. Let's get our square frame glasses on. Let's get our suspenders that we're going to wear. Ironically. Let's trim our mustaches and make sure that they're curled just right at a perfect 90-degree circular angle. And then we are going to get ourselves into Jay's Indie Corner. All right, Jay, now that we got our best hipster gear on and you got yourself a bourbon neat poured, what's the name of this little indie ditty that you got for everybody? Baby teeth. All right. So, uh, again, long time since we've done this. Uh, <laughs> Jay, Jay sees an indie film and then I come up with a fake synopsis based on name alone. And this one's kind of easy. Baby teeth. This is the story of a young man who has that Gaten Matarazzo disease, you know, the kid from Stranger Things who, <laughs> I guess, has like the baby teeth and stuff oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's about him and his trials and tribulations through life and stuff like that. And somehow the, the idea of him having baby teeth like always comes up. Like when he's in high school, he's about to get laid for like the first time. Sure. She's just like, you know, she she's like, oh, your teeth are just so small. And he's just like, it's because they're my baby teeth. <laughs> I ain't going to get I ain't going to get big teeth. I mean, baby teeth. she must like it when he goes down on her. Right, right. Well, I mean, I don't know how often you're chewing on a clitoris, Jay, but don't. No. Don't do that. No. <laughs> I know that I know that much, at least. I know yeah. I know. times it might look like bubble gum down there, but you don't want to chew it. It's not, <laughs> same thing you wouldn't really want them to chew on your sack. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Teeth all around are just no but it's, nose. But it's just, it's just, just how, how, this, how this little thing, like having baby teeth, just comes up and interrupts his life. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. 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 Shit. Turn around. Look at what you see in her face. The mirror of your dream. Make believe I'm everywhere. In the light Written on the pages Is the answer To a never ending story No, no, no Not it, not it No, <laughs> no yeah, well clearly not Yes This is clearly the story Of of how the uh, Tooth Fairy Uses teeth To, 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 to grind them up uh, And You know Do nefarious no. things with it No? All right. 
So this this story follows the great young Australian actress Eliza, Eliza Scanion. Now she is been in recently Little Women and also most notably Sharp Objects as well, the HBO miniseries, and most also recently The Devil All the Time. So she is a terminally ill teenager and she falls in love with a local fucking deadbeat drug dealer. And they have this great relationship, a very turmoil relationship, but a great relationship at the same time. Very honest, very raw, very visceral. And um, I feel like we've gotten a lot of movies like like this recently where it's like terminally ill kids falling in love. This is scrappy, though. The, fault, this is, the this fault in the Stars. Because or? this is an Australian film. Okay. And it's a little bit more on the scrappier side. You know, it's not very Hollywoodized. Scrappy. You know, you get Ben Mendelsohn playing her father, even. I like Great I like, role. Ben Mendelsohn really did I like how job. you describe it as, like, Rocky. Where it's like... <laughs> It's like no, this this ain't the polished you know Hollywood yeah. ones that are that they're like Ivan Drago. No, I'm just this saying. is this is Rocky. This is the scrappy yeah. one. This is the one yeah. that's climbing the, the mountain, screaming yeah. Drago. This, this is not like Fault in Your Stars, you know, <laughs> Fault in the Stars, whatever the fuck it was called. Whatever fuck um, <laughs> right. So this movie, or Bubble Boy, is yeah, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is, is 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 so beautifully challenging, and I think you know it pays dividends watching this film and i and i think artistically creatively and um performance wise it's 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 gorgeous it really did a great job this is an a film for me absolutely worth your time go seek this out um you can i mean you're, i think you might have to pay for this i'm not sure if it's free anywhere right now but it's certainly worth it it's very well reviewed and i know there's a big fan base for this movie i might um, potentially even, I don't want to say I want to buy it, but I definitely am looking forward to seeing this movie again. Okay. All right. So that's going to do it for Jay's Indie Corner. Jay, you have one other film that you watched uh, that you wanted to talk about on your list. Yeah. So um, most recently, Happiest Season just came out, and this is just in time for the holiday season. Um, it is streaming on Hulu right now as we speak. So this is a holiday romantic comedy and it kind of flips this on its head a little bit where, you know, the two leads are lesbians played by Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. And Oh, that's not flipping on its head. That's called life, Jay. Well. You're about to step on a PC landmine. Watch out. <laughs> Watch turns out. itself back into a formulaic romantic comedy where it's just meeting the parents for the first time situation over the holiday season and them having to pretend to be straight because she never came out to her family. So, um, you know, fun things happen. F- f- great, great ensemble cast. A lot of fun. I mean, Mary Steinberg and played the mother is fantastic. V- Victor uh, Garber is always solid. Allison Brie is fantastic. And Mary Holland is a co-writer of this movie, really steals the show um, as a supporting role, along with the phenomenal Dan Levi. So it's a really uh, fun movie. Is it Dan Levi or is it Dan Levy? Levy? Whatever. It's Eugene Levy's son. I think it is Levy. (laughs) It's Eugene Levy's son, so yeah. Yes, and it's a a great, well-done movie, even though um, it's it's pretty straightforward. Okay. It's still an enjoyable watch, and I think they nailed it as far as what they were trying to pull off. And so, I mean, because we're getting into holiday season, have you seen the Netflix movie Holiday? I have not. With Emma Roberts, I actually didn't hate this. At I all. know it's relatively popular. I just haven't, you know. I didn't hate it. I actually, I actually liked it quite a bit. 
Because okay. like, I, I, I'm, I'm not that hip on Emma Roberts. I mean, she gets annoying to me normally. It follows the formula of a normal like romantic comedy holiday sure. time thing, but it, it it does its best to buck the system and stuff. And it's it's a little bit raunchier than like most of your like like th- this ain't your this ain't your early two thousands Matthew McConaughey rom com is what okay. I'm saying. But okay. I I think you I think you would enjoy it. Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of dick I, jokes. I'm due for a new one. Yeah. So if this is an easy watch, I'll check it out. Me, it out. me and Lauren had some good time with yeah. it. I'm not promising much of anything, yeah. but me and Lauren had some good time. I'm sure I'll with know it. within a, you know an episode or two if I like it or not. All right, uh, episode or two. It's it's a, it's a movie. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was a, a, a TV show. <laughs> no, 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 it's a movie. Holiday. Uh, check it out. I mean, uh, that's recommendation for everybody. If you're, you know, like I said, not promising anything, but it's 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 enjoyable. So it, it goes places that most romantic comedies wouldn't. But Jay, uh, all right. So the final thing, the the final movie that I'm going to be reviewing, final movie I'm talking about here, is Love and Monsters. Amy, I love you. I'm going to come find you. The day of the monster uprising was the day I lost everyone. Only a small fraction of humanity survived to move underground. I've been scanning for Amy the entire time. And now I finally found her. Joel! Hey! Joel! Amy! Is that you? Oh my god! Hey! How far away is Amy's colony? 85 miles. It's an impossible journey. Everyone will try to kill you. Don't fight. Just run and hide. Uh, okay. You really got me going. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing. You all alone? Me too. You don't have to talk about it. You want to come with me? Is that a samurai sword? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Listen to your instincts out here, man. What if I have terrible instincts? You'll die. Super encouraging speech. Now, this released back on October 18th. So this has been out for, for quite some time. And I did see it quite some time ago. But I actually rewatched it recently because I had the ability to. I was just like, okay, I, I so I did one of those rental things through 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 a video on demand service, and I was looking for something to watch, and I went into I went into like my my movies and stuff. So I was like, oh, this is still here, and then I clicked on it, and it said like two minutes left. It's like, would you like to resume? And I hit resume, and then I rewound all the way to the beginning, and I was like, huh, why do I still have this? Because this was like a 1999 48 hour rental. Once you watch it, like it goes away. For some reason, it was still in my inbox. So I watched it again. And I was like, you know what? I really liked this movie. So Love and Monsters stars Dylan O'Brien. You might remember him, maybe, if you were like an MTV fan in like the mid-2000s and you watched Teen Wolf. Uh, He also is the main star of the Maze Runner movies. Yeah, he was the one that had that really bad accident while filming, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So. 
But, you know, and, and he was also in American Assassin with Michael Keaton. You know, he that was the moment where, like, Hollywood's like, we're going to break him out of these teen roles and we're going to put him They're in something. They're trying to. They right. definitely want to make him a star. And we're going to put that. him in something. And then that movie was a big flop and he right. went away for a while. Right. But, you know, uh, I got to be honest, like, Love and Monsters, it's this, there's an endearing quality to it, right? The lovable loser goes on an adventure for love. And, 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 you know, he's, he's awkward. He's weird. He's quippy and stuff like that. And it, it works because everything else around him feels it's all fucking. Well, how's the CGI? Fine. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not like, Oh, it's amazing. It's fine. You know, for a movie that I, that, that, that was supposed to go to the theaters and stuff for a mid tier Hollywood budget. It's it's pretty good. Uh, so I mean, it, it follows this character. He so th- the world is coming to an end, and uh, an asteroid was going to hit the Earth, and they yeah I remember the trailer. They, they it's intriguing. They they shot nuclear weapons at it, and because uh, the nuclear weapons mixed with with the chemicals and 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 the hard metals and stuff that were in the meteorite, it all rained down on Earth, and all cold blooded creatures either died. Or became massive monsters, forcing the, the the humans that didn't die from from the radiation poisoning and stuff like that into underground bunkers to hide from these monsters. Him and his girlfriend become separated. She lives in one colony. He lives in another. So he has to travel 85 miles from his colony to her colony, reclaim his love, and live happily ever after. The only problem is everyone else is strong and capable in this world, and he is weak. <laughs> and awkward and he's a really good cook <laughs> like that's what he's got going for him and he meets a dog along the way and the movie hooked me at that moment <laughs> because i'm a dog lover yeah <laughs> even though i spent half this episode perfect formula for you off air cursing at my dog because he won't shut the fuck up in this room i'm still a dog lover so uh i mean but i mean the cgi is great and and what, what really carries you through isn't so much him even though i do like dylan o'brien here i do like his character it's it's the people he meets along the way like like Michael Rooker, who he meets along the way, and his travel companion, Ariana Greenblatt, who's this very young actress. Now, is a like lot that, of like in and out characters, like they just yep. kind of passing by and they're here and then they're gone. Okay, okay, cool, cool. But you enjoy your time with them when they're there and stuff like but what that. What about and the story? Callback like, and references. It, does, like, does it have a yeah. like, open ended kind of ending, or is it like um, sort of, sort of? Like, you could see this getting a sequel at some point. Okay. If this was in the theaters and made the money, but it really, sure. it, it, it probably really, it didn't make its money back. It's probably never going to get a sequel, but where it ends, it still feels good enough that it's, that it, that it ended in a good place. And this is streaming where, or it's not streaming. No, anywhere. you still have to pay 1999. Yeah, so to, this is not going to get, it's not going to do that well. No, probably. no. But I mean, honestly, it was pretty fucking refreshing in our COVID world. To I'm watch looking a movie. forward to watching it. I just will not pay twenty dollars to see it. Though. No, no, I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think it's worth that. I think I was just desperate to watch I understand. something. No, I understand. And 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 this was new, and I heard some good things. Uh, you know, uh, about it. So I was like, all right. I, I mean, I I want to check it out because I want to see if it is any good. You know, because I know both me and you can be kind of snobbish when it comes to movies at times. So I was like, what other people think is good could just be the fact that they haven't seen anything in a while and this is good enough but 
it, it's it's honestly good. It takes its time. It develops its characters. It develops its story. It's you know it has a very progressive you know nature to it. Every lesson he learns, everything that 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 is taught to him, and everything that that he compiles comes back again at a certain point to either save him or or be oh, part good. of the story. Yeah, you know, there, there's almost nothing that's that's throwaway in it at all. You know, it, it, and I'm not saying that it's just like this fantastic movie that everyone needs to see what i'm saying is it was a lot of fucking fun and i haven't had a lot of fun and it had a good story year. and message behind it yeah and i, I with just some fun cgi action moments the message in. I, I maybe gra- not the message all right, all right, so, so here's right. the granted this movie came <laughs> out before what was in production long before there was a pandemic and yeah. stuff like that but the message is don't be afraid of what's outside get out there and live <laughs> Meanwhile, we're all going back hey, inside. Quarantine's Florida's still loving that way. <laughs> so, like the message, maybe follow this message in 2023 when the virus, when we have a very viable vaccine that eradicates this virus forever. Uh, don't follow the message now. Wait until things are safe. Very much be Dylan O'Brien at the beginning of this movie, not Dylan O'Brien at the end. But no, I mean, it, it was just, it was just endearing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's, that's its, that's its big quality. Like the same way, like Ted Laszlo was endearing. Like this was a character that I think we can all relate to, especially right now. You know, we're, we're, I think we're all a little scared. We're all a little unsure, and you know, the world outside is a little scary. Yeah, no, I understand. But yeah. you learn your lessons. You take the proper precautions, and you just fucking soldier on. Yeah, and it, and 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 you have a dog companion. If you don't have a dog, adopt one. <laughs> Because I think we all need dogs to survive the, the current climate. So if I if I were to grade Love and Monsters, Jay, I'd be giving it a B plus, man. I think it's solid. I don't think it's Good. worth. I don't think it's worth nineteen ninety nine. Solid. Yeah, but it sounds about right. But when it's five ninety nine, six ninety nine for an HD rental, snag that shit up. Watch it. Get your girl. Watch it with her, and then may- maybe don't watch it towards the end. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, but I mean, I, 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 I think, I think it's worth, it's worth at least paying that much money. I don't know if it's worth the nineteen ninety nine. If this was in the theaters though, and you're looking for a theater experience, I, you know, I would say, yeah, fucking go on, rock on, we'll go watch this movie. I think this movie, I don't know if it would have done gangbusters, but it probably would have. Good word of mouth, right? It would have done well. Right. It would have done well for itself coming out in October. You know, it, it, I, it doesn't. It just doesn't have that star power behind it. But yeah, I think word of mouth would have carried this a long way. So that's gonna do it for Super Movie Brothers this week. Me and Jay uh, had a lot to talk about, so we 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 kind of ran through it. We didn't give the care and time and attention. Well, the care was there, but the attention and time towards our reviews that we normally put into them, we, we weren't able to do it because we just had to jam pack so much shit into this episode Yep. Uh, just so we can move on and, and get to new shit next week. If you're looking for like our Mandalorian breakdowns and stuff like that, we're not doing them here. We might do something towards the end of the season. However, me and Jay are mostly going to be saving like Mandalorian breakdowns. We're going to start posting those on Patreon. So uh, if you're not a member of the Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash podcast. There you'll get some additional content. Like uh, during the election, me and Jay recorded our top five movie presidents. And that episode will be available up there for you. If you want to reach out to us through social media, you want to comment on anything we said in the show, talk about any movie that we that we had seen uh, or that we talked about in the show, you can reach out to me on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. You can reach me on Instagram, SuperMoviebros, and on Facebook, Super Movie Bros Podcast, and also on 
Twitter, J underscore SMB. And of course, uh, we do have an email address. It is supermoviebrospodcast at gmail.com. We, of course, are part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio podcasting network. You can check out us and all the other shows that are part of the Age of Radio network by heading over to ageofradio.org. So I want to thank all of you for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Stop those monsters, one, two, three. Here's a fresh new way that's trouble-free. It's got Paul Anka's guarantee. Guarantee void in Tennessee. Just don't look, just don't look. Just don't look, just don't look.